Before we begin our featured presentation on Parashas Ekev, I wanted to share some, a thought, a sentiment with the group. While I was in Eretz Yisrael, I visited with one of the greatest thinkers, Bali Machshava in the Jewish world today, Hagon Rav Yonason David. He is the son-in-law of Rav Hutner. He's an elderly man now, approximately 90 years old. And I met with him, and he was curious to hear the types of ideas I lecture on, give shiurim on. And so I gave him a sampling of sorts. And he asked with, in amazement, he said, Balabatim in Baltimore understand these sorts of things? Relate to this depth of concept? So... Here we have a haskama, so to speak, a, a great expression of respect from a man with very high standards regarding our chavra, our group in Baltimore. May we continue to impress. All right. So let's dig right into Parsha Sekev. If I would ask your average John Doe, or shall I say Chaim Do? What is Parsha Sekev all about? I think he would stammer. He can tell me particular, it says this, it says that, it says that. But I say not nitty-gritty details. I want the overall idea. I want the theme, the motif, around which the entire Parsha comes together. Well, that's the Chachma, to figure out the big picture cohesive idea. So I would like to share my find tonight. I posit that Parshas Ekev centers on the Jewish attitude towards materialism. Or, to put it another way, how to maintain a healthy relationship with materialism. As much as we're reaching up high, we're reaching to Hashem, we are engaged in affairs of the neshama, the body, physicality, materialism, never becomes something stigmatized, but something which we have a healthy relationship to, something which we utilize in a wholesome way as part and parcel of our Yiddishkeit. That is what I posit the big picture theme of the parsha is all about, and now let's trace it. From the very get-go of our parsha. Our parsha talks about the reward for mitzvos. As a reward, if you keep mitzvos, then it says all sorts of goodies. You will be fruitful, your flocks will be fruitful. So it is very clear from the onset of the parsha. Parsha's Akev sees materialism as a healthy byproduct of mitzvos, not as something which weighs us down physically. You know, there have been various religious faiths which have believed that bodily affairs and materialism is really from the devil. Humanity must make limited accommodations towards the drives of the physical. Well, God has never seen things that way. Beginning with the opening... trumpet of our parsha, Vahaya Ekev Tishman, the opening salvo of our parsha, 
No, you do the right thing, you have material blessing. Material blessing is part and parcel of the mitzvah experience. For as the Rambam explains, while the true tzachar, while the true effect of mitzvahs is spiritual, is tveikas Hashem, is a bliss with Hashem, is a, that sort of connection which will be in olam haba, physicality is necessary to keep mitzvahs. If Hashem sees we're doing the right thing, he will shower us with blessing, not to suggest that the blessings which he's providing is the true schar of mitzvahs, because of course the true schar, the true byproduct of mitzvahs, is much greater than the physicals, metaphysicals, the bliss of the neshama. But Hashem will continue to provide us with brachas simply to have the resources to be able to do mitzvahs. Mitzvahs, Torah life, require, requires real resources. Just pay a yeshiva tuition or two. You need go no further. You want to raise a Jewish family, a Torah, a family, you need the means to do it. Hashem says, you're doing the right thing via Ekev Tishman. I will provide you with what you need. And as our parsha continues, you have additional aspects of healthy relationship to materialism woven in here. For example, our parsha says, Vayancha vayariveka vayachilchas haman asholiyadata vayadna vasecha lumanhu diacha kilo alechem levato yichia adam. Hashem says, You know why in the desert I provided you with man, I sustained you of all things with man, I eat bread from heaven. I actually deprived you of access in the desert to, to deprived you from, ac- from accessing physical sustenance. You needed sustenance from heaven. I wanted you to learn that all sustenance really comes from heaven. Even when you will be in our Yisrael and you are eating bread, physical bread, in truth, the source is the very same as the man. It is the divine word behind the bread. It is the hashkacha, it is Hashem's providence, which is always providing us with parnasa, as taught by the man, to be applied to physical bread as well. So here we have yet another aspect of our relationship to materialism, seeing Hashem's hashkacha, Hashem's providence in the materialism. I earn a paycheck, I'm able to support my family. Well, I should see that paycheck as really man, clear beneficence from heaven. And our parasha later continues with a message about the bounty of Eretz Yisrael. This is the passage in Parachas, Pasuk Zion, in our parasha of the Shivas Haminim, the seven species for which Eretz Yisrael is praised. Eretz Chita V'Saorah V'Gafim V'Tayna V'Rimun Eretz Yishamun Udvash. Eretz Yisrael is a land of bountiful wheat, barley, vineyards, figs, pomegranates, olives, and... Date honey, that the spirituality in Eretz has a physical manifestation, that we see a beautiful, fertile Eretz as consummately spiritual, because you see, everything in this world is the business of soul and body alike. Just as in the composite of the human being, a soul needs a body. The Kedusha of Eretz is the same. A beautiful spiritual homeland requires a beautiful physical stage. It requires a land with bountiful seven species. So yet another dimension here in terms of Eretz Yisrael and the beauty of the land. It is truly beautiful. I can attest having been there a mere week ago. 
This is all a healthy attitude towards materialism, the holy bounty of Eretz Yisrael. And then the parasha continues with the mitzvah of Birchas Hamazun, benching, v'yachalta v'savatu b'yachta, eat, be satisfied, and bless Hashem. That you see here, this is yet another dimension to healthy attitude towards materialism. Don't simply eat, not simply v'yachalta, v'savata, be satisfied, enjoy. Hashem says, my precious children, I want you to enjoy my world. And then thank me for it. That you see how you're living it up. The succulent bracha Hashem provides. The delectable bracha which he provides. That serves as the very spring. As the very basis for our avodah Hashem. We bench because we not only ate, we were satisfied. We're truly able to thank Hashem. We're able to connect to Hashem. Because of the tangible feeling that life is beautiful, life is pleasant. I even have my gashmiyastika needs fully provided for. In, the, in, the, in that bounty, I feel Hashem's love. I could bless them, I could say a benching. So here you have materialism not shunned at all. But a healthy relationship towards between materialism and spirituality, here my entire relationship to Hashem is contoured by feeling his love through the bounty of the achalta v'savata, hence uve rachta. As our parsha continues from this perspective, we see that along with the healthy embrace of Gashmius on one hand, the parsha holds no bars at the same time and fully recognizes that materialism can be abused. Materialism can lead us astray if we don't maintain the right focus. As it says in our parasha, pentochal v'savata, lest you will eat and be satisfied. You hear that repeat expression from v'achalta v'savata. Here it says that saying, you will eat and you'll be satisfied, but as opposed to blessing Hashem, you appreciate the turn of the text, the the parallelism here. Now in the negative, instead of yachalta v'savata, pentochal v'savata, lest you will eat and be satisfied, and you live it up, your heart will become hearty and you will forget Hashem. And the famous verse continues, you'll forget about Hashem and you'll say, you know why I am successful? I am successful because of my own might because of my own chachma, because of my own genius, you will forget Hashem due to the shower of bracha. That is the negative. That is the pitfall of Gashmias to be avoided, to be guarded against. You appreciate, my friends, how simply reading the psukim here from this perspective, it is so clear. It is so cohesive now. A parasha which to so many seemed disparate, disjointed. Now it is so clear how it is coming together around this theme. Healthy relationship towards materialism, both in terms of how materialism can be embraced, Gashmias can be embraced as the means, the vehicle, how we serve Hashem on one hand, and at the same time a healthy, uh, 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 an honest recognition, a hold no bars recognition of the real challenges which Gashmias can hold if we don't use it correctly. And now our parsha 
as we feel its pulse, as we hear its rhythm. It's clear continuum. Engages in a tangent of sorts, but only a little tangent. I would suggest that it is building on this theme of don't become haughty due to your physical successes. That Parak in our Pasha talks about another haughtiness to be avoided, what I would call a spiritual smugness. That actually when a Jewish people is successful and conquers the enemy, they will say, you know why we have triumphed over the Canaan? You know why Eretz, you know why Eretz Yisrael be a Dano? Because we are such big tzaddikim. Right? That, that is what Parak Tess continues. Don't say when you conquer the enemy with might, with success, it must be I am so righteous. So this is really only somewhat of a tangent. It really weaves into the greater theme of the parasha, which is how to deal with materialism and material success. That just as the parasha previously discussed maybe a secular haughtiness, ah, I don't need you, God, I achieved success myself. Well, now our parasha deals with a spiritual haughtiness, which can come with material success. God is on our side. You see, we are so successful in the Olam Hagashmi. The bounty reflects that we are such sadikim and we don't have spiritual flaws. That's another dimension in line with the parasha's greater theme. So in that line, the parasha, the parasha lays that false claim to rest very quickly. Don't think, Jewish people, that you are so spiritually superior, right? Don't say, Al Tomar, don't say when you were successful that it's because you're so righteous, because quite the contrary, we have plenty of issues, plenty of skeletons in our closet, and here Moshe speaks about how we sinned with Chet HaEgal, and how we had other failings, and Moshe feels a need to bring us back, he says, you Jewish people have a lot, a lot of issues. Finally start fearing God, Jewish people. You have a lot of issues. You shouldn't be spiritually smug at all. So here we have, to kind of take stock of the evolution of the parsha thus far, here we have a parsha which opened with the great promise of bracha, of Ekev Tashmat, how the resources of Olam Hazah are part and parcel of the mitzvah experience on so many different levels as we traced in the parsha. But then the caution not to abuse material blessing, not to be dismissive of Hashem, nor to be spiritually smug, we're successful because we're so great, because clearly that is not the case. We, we all have plenty of things to work on. Well, our parsha now comes full circle, really, and goes right back to its opening theme, that opening salvo about material blessings, particularly the material blessings of Eretz Yisrael for keeping mitzvahs, because you, the, at the end of the parsha we have the Pasuk, Parak Yid Aleph, Pasuk Yid Beis, 
It speaks about Eretz Yisrael as the place which Hashem's eyes are fixed upon, the place which the place where His Hashgacha is most evident, as the Psukim state here, and as the Mafarshim further develop that the reign of Eretz Yisrael, the divine intervention of Eretz Yisrael is fully apparent in the agrarian cycle of Yeshiva's hearts, in the way that you yield crop, that this is again a, a perspective of Yeshiva Yisrael not as consummately holy. And then we have our parasha introducing the Vahayim Shamoa passage, the second parish of Kriyashma. Vahayim Shamoa Tishmoa Matzvos Asher Nochi Mitzavas Kamayom Vasafta Teganacha. It says, keep mitzvos and you will be blessed physically. This is, this is Vahaya Ekev Tishman once again. The Vahaya Ekev Tishman of the beginning of the parish, now closing at the end of the parish. The notion that you keep mitzvos, you will be blessed. Mitzvah observance does not forge an ascetic identity, generally, but is in, in the wholesome model of the Torah, is supposed to form a successful persona, one who reaps Hatzlacha. And finally, our parasha ends with a triumphant statement regarding how we will conquer our Yisrael, Wherever your feet trample upon, that will be your territory. This is the very source, according to Chazal, of the halacha of Kibosh, that when we conquer land, it becomes ours. All of that sort of stuff. And I think we see now I think we feel now, we can feel the pulse in our parsha. This is a cohesive parsha. A cohesive parsha. Healthy relationship to materialism. Embracing a bountiful Eretz rather than an Eretz of asceticism and squalor. Fair enough. And particularly powerful when you place this entire parsha side by side with the previous parsha of Vaschana. Vaschana, last week's parsha, dealt with the big picture issues of Yiddishkeit. The Aseris Hadibros, the first parsha of Kriyashma Shema Yisrael Hashem Hashem Achad, the very notion of accepting the yoke of heaven, Kabbal Salmach Hashemayim. Well, here we have the very next parsha Ekev, along with the fundamentals of Judaism, of last week's parsha, now placing the issue of Gashmiyastika Bracha, really side by side with all of the Ruchnius, all the spirituality of last week's parsha, Sarah's had Because that is, in fact, <coughs> the healthy Jewish persona, as we said it. What is a Jew? A Jew is not this ascetic. Jews who have been ascetics have been in the minority. Individuals, you always have individuals who need a special path, who to reach Hashem need a detour of sorts off the main highway of Judaism. But there's a main highway in Judaism, and that is healthy living, gufu neshama, I am a composite of body and soul, and both thrive when I do 
the right thing. In a sense, when you look at Parshas Ekev this way, following Parshas Vashana, there is a very nice textual demarcation that Parshas Ekev, with its notion of materialism and embracing material blessing, is complementing the spiritual message of Vashana. Because there's really a beautiful symmetry between the two, these two juxtaposed parshias, and that is, Parshas Vashanan concludes towards its end with Shema Yisrael, the first parsha of Kriyashma, while Parshas Ekev, our parsha, ends with Vahayim Shema. Right? That, that's a very obvious symmetry between the two parshias. Perhaps, oftentimes, flies right onto the radar of the, su- of the superficial reader, but when you see it, it's, it's very clear this is the symmetry of the two respective abutting parshias, Vashanan and Ekev, respectively. Each one is concluding with a parsha of Kriyashma, Shema in, in last week's parsha of Vashanan, and Vahayim Shema in this week's parsha of Ekev. Why is that significant to me? Because par- the first parsha of Kriyashma, mentioned in Vashanan is actually very different. Very different in its whole focus than the Vahayim Shamoa of our parsha. While Vahayim Shamoa deals, deals with material blessing, Shema Yisrael, the first parsha of Kriyashma, does not mention material blessing at all. It says, accept the yoke of heaven. It says, put on tefillin. Right, mezuzah, everything with the second parish of Kriyashma says, but not in order to receive reward. It doesn't mention any Vahaya Metarar Tzachambito. In fact, more than that, I would argue that if you read the first parish of Kriyashma carefully, with all your money, it actually speaks about sacrificing materialism. Vahayim Shamoa does not mention any Bechol Maudacha. It never mentions sacrificing of materialism. It mentions Bechol Avavcham or Bechol Navshachem, serving Hashem with all your whole heart and all your soul, but it doesn't mention Bechol Maudacham. Why? Well, it's so clear why you understand. There's a consistent divergence of focus between these two parishes. First parasha Kriyashma is actually about sacrifice rather than Bounty. So it doesn't mention Mitar and quite the contrary, it mentions Bechomo Dacha, sacrifice your money for Hashem. <coughs> You'll live a life of squalor if that's what it takes. If to be a from Yid you need to live in a two by two in Meisha arms, so be it. That is the perspective of the first parsha of Kriyashma. The second parsha of Kriyashma mentions material blessing and no modacha, cohesively framing a much more wholesome model of embracing Gashmias. That here we have two different perspectives on Gashmias I'm tracing in the overall pattern of Parsha Rishon and Parsha Shni of Kriyashma, but by extension expanding upon this to suggest the two respective Parshas of Vaschanan and Akev are framed this way. You see, last week's Parsha Vashanan, which is talking about Judaism on its most fundamental level, on that level, sacrifice is called for. Judaism at its foundation 
Eretz was Chanan level. Demand sacrifice. Parshas Akev is now expanding and suggesting that for all the willingness to sacrifice, at the end of the day, generally speaking, there's a straight highway, so to speak, of Judaism that generally comes with a wholesome, healthy model that asceticism is not actually the way to live. And that is why it's bracketed now with the Parsha Shni of Kriyashma, unlike the last Parsha bracketed with the first Parsha of Kriyashma. So I think it's becoming apparent now from a the textual integrity of Parsha's Akim and how it comes together in contrast to the last Parsha, the way it's bracketed with, it, with this Parsha of Kriyashma, unlike the last Parsha, to reflect this really novel perspective following the Parshas, after learning last week's Parshas, foundational perspective of Yiddishkeit, which demands sacrifice, now there's a notion that, yes, yes, we are willing to sacrifice if that's what would be required. But don't think that that is the aspiration in Judaism. Asceticism and squalor conditions are not the aspiration. We are willing to go there if we have to. But in the in the implementation now, Akev is fill, filling out a complete perspective, I would suggest, a healthy embrace of materialism is the general and overall picture. To put it another way, this really to flush out this pattern of the two respective parshias, Vaschanan and Akev, respectively, slash partially shown of Kriyashma, partially of Kriyashma, I would like to explain as follows. Vaschanan, as reflected by the first parsha of Kriyashma, is, we called it the foundations of Judaism, what Yiddishkeit is all about. Yiddishkeit is ultimately not about money. Don't think that Avodas Hashem is a spiritual business deal with Hashem. Hashem, I will pay you off, I will do your mitzvos, so then I receive reward. Which means you're really seeking material success. You're just hedging your bets spiritually. You know, some people tend to engage in Avodas Hashem that way. Some people, especially those who are practitioners of the school market, and I've even seen images like that, do this mitzvah, give this staka, and then they have this spout of bracha opening, and then the bracha... That's a very cheap, that's a very cheap sophomoric uh, religion. That means the person is really not a spiritual person, is not aspiring to meaning in life. They are really a Gashmiistic person, they are just hedging their bets spiritually to achieve that. It would almost be sacrilege for Parsha Rishon of Kriyashma, that first Parsha of Kriyashma, which is Kabbalah Solmach Shemaim, accepting the yoke of heaven, the essence of Yiddishkeit. On an essential level, you can't talk about Gashmis. The bracha reward of mitzvahs cannot be propped up to a Parsha Rishon level. And by extension of Aschana, which as we said, the Parsha of Aser Sadibras in its totality, which is laying bare the essence of Judaism, the neshama of Judaism, it's not about money. It's actually about a willingness. It's about a love 
for Hashem. A love affair with Hashem, which is so deep, I love you, Hashem, whatever it will take. I will live with you, even at Hashem, to be with you. I will even endure what a Jewish people at times has had to endure. Right? Yes. That's the Nisham of Judaism. Akev now is moving from the vision, from the Nishama, to the implementation, to the day in, day out. And this is reflected by its Parsha Shni of Kriyashma. The second Parsha of Kriyashma is no longer dealing with Kabbalah Sol Shamayim accepting the yoke of heaven, but rather Kabbalah Sol Mitzvos, accepting the yoke of Mitzvos. Mitzvos are not the vision. The vision is relationship to Hashem, Kabbal Mitzvahs are the vehicle, how you get there. Well, how do you have a relationship with Hashem? Meditation on an ashram doesn't do it. Yeah, Kabbal you want a relationship to Hashem, but how do you get there? Yeah, you need mitzvahs, concrete acts, as legislated by Hashem, on a Kabbal Mitzvahs level, on a... Vehicle level, yes. Now you're talking vehicles. Now you're talking about prerequisites for a relationship, Tasha. Well, on that level, material blessing does have a place. Because as we mentioned before from the Rampan, if I'm doing mitzvahs and Hashem wants me to continue to do this, well, presumably he'll continue to provide me with the resources to do it. And hence, you do what you're supposed to do, Hashem says, you're raising a from family. You're doing everything you're supposed to do. I'm going to give you the ability to be able to pay yeshiva tuitions with all of their expense. And likewise, all the expenses which Torah life requires. That's on a Kabbal Sol Mitzvah's level. That's on an implementation level. We don't stigmatize Gashmias. We embrace Gashmias. But that is not because Gashmias is what it's all about. That is because Gashmias is a necessary means to reach the high aspirations of the previous parsha, Parshas Vazchanan. So here we have, I think, both within our parsha and in its relationship to last week's parsha, we have the benefit here of the breathtaking panoramic perspective of a parsha wrapping around around a cohesive theme, and we have an appreciation of kind of the master design of the Parsha. How Parsha Seikhev is supposed to complement last week's Parsha. And here we have a very valuable hashkafa emerging of where materialism fits into the whole picture. Materialism may never become the essence, the essence of our life. Right? And you will think about it. Think about various from people you know. Right? Who is materialism a necessary part of their life, an embraced part of their life, but only a vehicle? What they really get excited about is meaning, relationships, relationship to Hashem, relationship to people. Yeah, and the money, yes, it's a part of life. It's not disdained. It's embraced. It's appreciated. It can even be a hobby of sorts in the healthy wholesomeness of Judaism. Like that's a dahib and a mensch. That's an elevated person. Think, on the other hand, of people you know who, while they might be mitzvah observant, 
the delight is primarily in the Gashmias rather than in the meaning, rather than in the Neshama. That is a corrosive model. That is an unimpressive model, which unfortunately we encounter at times. I think that the wholesomeness that should be, how Gashmias fits into the picture, how materialism fits into the picture, is really reflected quite elegantly by the tapestry of our parsha as we have unfurled it, as we've brought it to light, and the way it weaves together with last week's parsha. May we all be Zoha, never to suffer from want, to always have bracha, and to be healthy, wholesome creatures. Benefesh ubagaf. Always with the appropriate proportion and balance to make our life as meaningful as it could be, as rich as it can be, which really requires both Ruchnius and Gashmius, each one in their respective realm and respective domain, which creates a an ever more ever greater synchronicity of a wholesome Torah personality. Thank you very much.